So let's everybody warm up, get to it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Seeker. But before we fully get into um, our first parable, let's just kind of give an overview of what we're doing this season. It's a new season. Yes. Yeah, season three. That's what I'm talking about. Boom, yeah. <laughs> and whoever thought we'd get past episode four. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> so, uh, season three, we're going to just do parables. And we picked out, I don't know, like ten parables? I, don't, I can't even... Something like that. Seven right now. Seven right now. You have three more in your mind. No, okay, so we got we got seven there's kind of teed a, up now. There's a fair few number of parables in here. But this is not a finite number we've set That's so true. far. Eight is right out. Mm, yes. <laughs> and nine shall be the number of thine counting. No. Seven. But we're just <clears> trying to... Uh, um, we all just went through and picked out parables of interest to us. And we were trying to pick parables that weren't like... The well-known parables, just right. to have a little bit more of an obscure kind of uh, look at things, right? I think it's good. And a lot of these parables um, don't even have a lot of context. So some some of these parables mm. you're reading, mm. yeah, and you you honestly ask the question, you're like, man, Jesus just kind of said that. Right. And if you go a chapter or two back, you still you still really grapple for context, but. Uh, right. But in context of the whole book, I think you start to have a really good understanding. This is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited about I'm it. I'm excited. You excited, Daniel? Very excited. Really? When you're yeah. not yawning. I'm excited. I could not be more excited. <laughs> the excitement, it's palpable. <laughs> this is my face when I'm excited. This is my excited face. <laughs> That's exciting. And Which mine, really, I, uh, really works for radio. Oh, yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely have a radio face. You probably come I'm, off as one of the most excited <laughs> people on the radio. What I have is a voice for print. <laughs> Think about that. Wow, that's deep. That's, that is deep. <laughs> and I will say, you, Julian's kicking off the season strong with a Boba Fett coffee mug. That's true. You can't see it, but it's there for real. Thank you, Mr. Fett. Okay, so the very first parable that we, uh, we're going to launch into here is the barren fig tree, which is found in Luke chapter 13, 6 through 9. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir... Let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that, you can cut it down. And this is Jesus speaking, of course. Correct. Yep. Woo. Mm-hmm. Cut it down. Now you see where I'm going. When I said earlier, you get this and you're like, mm, okay, well. This one does have context. I know, because earlier, <laughs> Luke 13, 3, yeah, know, right. in 5, he says... You know, unless you repent, you all likewise perish. He talks about what happens exactly. to those folks. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let's say what it is, because not everyone's just going to know that. So the ga- that it says in verse chapter thirteen, back of a few verses, um, verse two, Jesus answered and said to them, 
We can go Whereas, all the way to the beginning well, of the chapter here, actually. Okay. If you want to. Hit, Chap- beginning of chapter 13? Hit it, Tim's. Yeah. Hit it. Okay. There were present at, the, at that season some who told him about the uh, Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answered and said to them, Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those eighteen on whom the tower of Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Well, the context, and I don't... It's 13.1, which is like these... Something was happening in Galilee. And I guess Pilate was persecuting some people in Galilee. <clears throat> for whatever reason. Their, their, their blood was mingled with their sacrifices. And so Jesus goes on and tells this story. Okay, were these guys worse than any of the other sinners in Galilee that they deserved this to happen? No. Or this historical event about this tower that fell over. That's from the Old Testament. Like, this tower fell over in Jerusalem and killed these 18 people. He's like, were those 18 people any worse sinners than anybody else who lived in the city and this didn't happen to? He says, no, of course not. So, it just, like, but you, unless you repent, you also will die just like they did. Right. Then he goes into the parable. Right. Then he tells about how, like, this tree, which this parable is, like, it's an interesting parable about repentance. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. Okay, well, I was going to back up. Okay, yes, this is interesting about repentance. It's not what I expect. I think, personally, it's not what I expect when I read um, Luke 13, 3 and 5, his response to that. And also, if I back up even further to Luke 12, um, kind of 8 through 11, and it's, it's parallel as Matthew 10, 32, and 33, where he says, um, okay, so in Luke 12, 8, he says, Also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him the Son of Man will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. Matthew 10, 32, and 33 um, says the same thing, except he says before men instead of the angels. So he is, what I see there is that he's he's telling us about like how um, you have to represent yourself before before others concerning the Lord. But what he says in Matthew 10, 32 and 33 is he says, whosoever does not, um, the Lord will basically, or Jesus will deny you before his father, which is in heaven. I'm not saying that there's no, like, that he's saying that uh, repentance isn't there and he's not giving some sort of, like, grace. But it seems like he's like, do this or here's the consequence. Here, he says in Luke 13, 3 and 5, I tell you that except you repent, you're going to perish. Whenever I get to this parable, though, it, it seems to be like... Uh, a lot of leniency or grace. It's like, okay, well, we've had this tree here. It's been here for a while. Um, it hasn't produced what we thought it would produce. Let's hack it. No, actually, let's not. We fertilize it. Let's wait. And then if it doesn't, 
then let's hack it. That that's actually not the response that I I thought I was going to see out of the parable, considering what's happened earlier in Luke. If you get where I'm going, but your face doesn't look like you understood what I just said. Well, because you said that you see a lot of leniency here, <clears throat> and I do on the the part of one of the actors in the parable. The other actor in the parable, the owner of the tree, yes, is like, why is this tree even taking up space in my vineyard? Yeah, like it is not worth the ground it's planted on. Cut it down, chop it out, get it out of here. Mm-hmm. Which to me is incredibly harsh. Like, right. This tree is useless to me. Mm-hmm. It's doing nothing for me except taking up valuable real estate. Get rid of it. And so what's the response? Like, then you get the grace come in. Like, then you get the leniency coming in. Yeah, I didn't... I but guess... we don't know what the response, the owner's response was. We don't know what happened to the tree. We don't know what happened to the tree. I, I guess I didn't see opening that... That it was so harsh because it had been three years. I mean, it had been a while. Well, it had been more than three years because, like, you know, under the old law. Oh, yeah, it had to get. The first three years, you don't touch the fruit. This is true. The fourth year, the fruit goes to God. That's like sacrifice set aside to God. The fifth year is when the owner starts getting profit. That's how. That's, that is true. That's that is how, true. like, tree farming worked under the true. old law. Yeah. So this tree is at least seven years old at this, six or seven years old at this point. Um, and it's doing nothing. Like, this tree should be profitable to the owner at this point. Like, it should be past all that, and now returning profit to the owner. And he's like, I get nothing here. Right. And this tree is worthless to me. Right. Well, fig trees don't, can't even bear fruit until they're three years old. It's like fig trees, I looked it up, yeah. when fig trees are between three and five is when they begin bearing fruit. Okay. So it's kind of an interesting point, too. So, But it doesn't say... That it's been growing for three years. It's just he's been trying to find fruit on it for three years. Right. So if he started looking when it was, you know, three. around three years old, expecting, oh, it's old enough now to start bearing fruit. Sure. Then that's interesting, right? Because in a way, you know, if we're the tree in the story, which I think we are. Yes. Um, you know, we have time to grow and to mature to be at a point where we should be bearing fruit. And then at that point, now, the owner of the vineyard, um, who is actually, I think, God in the story... God the Father. God the Father. I think so too. And then the vine dresser would be Jesus in yes. the story, right? That's so how he's I the read one it. tending to, to us, yep. essentially, right? And so, um, so yeah, it's, he comes to us and says, you know, it's been three years. I've been giving you time to get mature enough. I've been a little bit patient with you here. And Jesus kind of intercedes for the trees. It's wait, just let me get, like, let me just give it one more year, and I'll, I'll have my, let me put my touch on it. And see if in that one more year, if it's able to bear fruit after that. And if not, then you're right; it burn it, you know, yeah. <clears throat> which is which is intense and serious. Don't get me wrong; I'm very grateful for the mercy, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Because after 20 years, I still wouldn't have produced anything. But it doesn't feel harsh to me in light of what I read earlier, and considering how what Peter says about what how God is. God's long-suffering with us, not willing that any should perish, but that all shall come to repentance. Boom, we've already read that down, right? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. but And if we say God owns it, Jesus is the one who comes along, then this is God, right? Then saying, hey, look, like you still haven't produced anything. But what I do see from Jesus is a whole lot of grace for us. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, in Luke 3, uh, 9, it says, Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So there's, you know, and then in uh, Matthew 3, 10, you know, even now the axe is laid at the root of the trees. Every good tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Um, that was John the Baptist, you know, the one who oh, yeah. talking about yeah. that one, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot of context in other places for there not being a lot of wiggle room and the expectation that trees bear fruit. <clears throat> this right. is true. So what you, the end of what you said is really cool there because it shows kind of the parity between, even though you have this situation where if we say God says, you know, look, I've looked for fruit. Jesus comes through and says, look, let's give it a little more time. Like you said, a little more TLC, give it time and then see what happens. Ultimately, both of them at the end are, are completely aligned. Right? Mm-hmm. Jesus says, yeah, hey, give it a year and then it's over. Time's up. That's not, I will cut it TikTok. down. TikTok. Yes. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He yeah. says it, I will cut it down. Yeah. Well, and another interesting verse that's related in there, kind of related to that is Isaiah 55, 6 through 9. Says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Mm-hmm. Call upon him while he is near. And, you know, to me, like that is, you know, we, there's a window. Like, it's not, you know, we have to take advantage when the season's there, right? Seek the Lord while he may be found. It, do, it sounds like that's not always going to, you know, our lives are only so long, right? So, um, yeah. So it's interesting because, you know, he gives us that, that year in the story, but. That's the time for it to be found, and if if it's not found, you know, burn the tree. I almost wonder, you know, seek the Lord while He may be found. I almost wonder, you know, if you turn your back on God at a certain point, even while you're living, if, I mean, of course God's not going to ever close the door on you, but if that's kind of a way of just saying, you know, if that you'll probably never get back to Him once you close that door, it's going to be really hard for you to. That's how I understand it, is that it's not, God's not difficult to find. We ourselves make Mm -hmm. it difficult for us to find him. Right. That comes from within. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Once we kind of set our mind and set our way to be apart from God, it's really hard to steer that shit back. Mm -hmm. That's what hardness of heart means. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah. Cool. I also think it's interesting the work that the keeper of the vineyard is willing to put into this tree. Mm Mm-hmm. This tree that hasn't done anything for the three years the owner's been looking after it. The keeper's going to dig around. He's going to fertilize it. He's going to pay special attention to this tree. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, you, we don't know the time frame for that to happen. Yeah. But Jesus is pretty clearly saying that he will put in the work. Right. You know, that right. that he will do that. Right. Um, which is really comforting in a lot of ways is just knowing that he's willing to put that effort in. We just need to be able to recognize when that's happening to us right? and be aware that it will be happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Oh yeah. It's an interesting parable. It's not one that I've really <clears throat> thought too closely about, but when you really look yeah. into it, there's quite a bit there. Yeah. Yeah, I love this one. I think it's really beautiful. Definitely. It is. That's a good word. It's super mm-hmm. encouraging. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. It's encouraging in several ways because it's encouraging because we have, 
you know, we have a God that's willing to give us time to find him, right? He gave this tree three years, like, you know, so he sets up like a reasonable expectation, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I'm going to give you a reasonable amount of time to bear fruit. And then, and just the the love that Jesus has for us, he jumps in front of like the tree that's going to get cut down and says, no, 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 wait, wait, you know, let me, let me, let me help here. Let me have my work with this first. And he kind of just jumps in front of, of it and um, basically takes the heat upon himself. Like, okay, now I got to make this ha- help make this happen, you know, to, mm-hmm. and gives us that opportunity. Um, I don't know. It just shows that Jesus is so willing to just do whatever it takes for his people. Right. I mean, he's, he's, I don't know. I mean, obviously the example that we have of Jesus, what he's done for us is just mind blowing. And in this story, you know, just jumping in front of, in front of God here kind of reminds me in a way of, you know, him dying on the cross. You know, he like, you know, like, no, no, let me step in so that this thing has a chance. Because if Jesus never died on the cross for us, we wouldn't have a chance. If he didn't jump in in front of this tree, this tree would never have a chance. So just the love that Jesus shows for us and you know, giving us you know, another chance even to find him. Just a lot of compassion. You said I don't know, but I think you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say I don't know, because sometimes you feel like more emotion than you can express in your words. Right. <laughs> Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. You can also see more at secretpodcast.com. There you can also get access to the blog posts that we have that Suzanne writes for us, which are awesome. If you haven't checked them out already, go do it. And um, give us a like on Facebook or hit us up with a message. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, you can definitely write a review on iTunes if you'd like as well. That'll help us to get found easier. And uh, thank you so much. Have a good uh, day, night, whatever it is. Peace.